0: this week on the want list look fashionable saving the galaxy bravely roll some dice disney is switching up companies in a manga inspired lego set i'm your host zach wolf and let's get into this week's episode it's the 30th one Hey, so, uh, Gardens of the Galaxy has been a quite a big hit this year. I don't think anyone would deny that. It's the highest grossing movie of 2014, with some pretty stiff, uh, competitors coming up in the fall release season. But I think, you know, I think it's gonna do okay. And I think, uh, the DVD set might release before the holidays. So that's a good idea. Uh, bringing even more money to Disney and Marvel. And, uh, what's, what's one of the best things about that movie? Uh, was it the music? Was it was it the hilarity? Was it Groot and uh, Rocket teaming up and just being all funny and kick butt and stuff? No, the best thing about Guardians of the Galaxy was that sweet jacket that Star Lord wore throughout the whole thing. I mean, who saw that and uh, you know didn't didn't want to wear that? Uh, people who don't like leather maybe uh, didn't want to wear that, but. Many people, I would assume, would be you know would be pretty fine if they had uh, a sweet Star Lord uh, jacket to maybe complete their cosplay of the character for the next convention season, or you know just to you know, walk around your house in and be pretty freaking awesome. So the people over at New American Jackets have just what you need, as they currently have. A Guardians of the Galaxy jacket, which is the jacket that Star-Lord wore throughout the movie uh, in men and women's sizes. So, uh, you can still be Star-Lord if you're a a lady, of course, and they're going to make that easy for you by offering this jacket. It looks just like uh, what he wears in the movie. He has all those sweet zippers going every which way, which makes it seem, I don't know, kind of 90s, but it's still pretty sweet. Um... Uh, just the exact same color. I don't remember. I don't think there was any patches or anything, uh, that he was wearing on the movie in the jacket. And there's nothing like that here. Uh, like I said, men and women's sizes. Uh, big thing about this this jacket though. Looking at hundred and forty dollars, uh, to own this piece. Currently, it's on sale. Usually, they run about hundred and eighty-five, uh, for men's and a hundred and seventy-nine for women's. Uh so currently they're on sale for 140 and 139 respectively. But you can actually get the women's a little cheaper. They offer uh, uh offer it in a synthetic uh leather kind of thing. Uh but they don't in the men's, so shucks guys. You're gonna have to pay the big bucks. If you get it in synthetic and a women's size, uh, you can save yourself sixty six dollars. That's nice. Uh What I think is really cool about this, especially if you want to get that nice, you know, authentic jacket fit, is that they do offer a tailored fit option in your size. It's going to cost you forty dollars more, but you know you might get a better fit that way. A lot of reviews for the product, all five stars, saying it's great. Uh, You can actually get it in black, also, in case you just want to go like for a you know tougher look. Only in the men's though. Women's got to go with the Star Lord red, which uh, personal opinion should go with anyways. So that is Guardians of the Galaxy Star-Lord jacket from a new American jacket. I looked at their website and they actually have uh, a lot of different things. I saw, I think, a a Cyclops leather jacket he wore. Um, They had the 2014 new James Franco jacket, which I don't even know what that means. I think it's just a jacket James Franco wore. Uh, But I believe they had a Top Gun uh the Tom Cruise Top Gun jacket. They had the American Hustle 80 Amy Adams jacket. For any women out there that want to have a plunging neckline, look like Amy Adams in American Hustle, which was uh, you know, I was I was pretty happy with that movie. It was pretty good. Uh I should watch that again. There you go. Uh Aaron Paul breaking bad jacket, all sorts of things over at new American jackets, but check out the Guardians of the Galaxy one to complete your Star Lord look for next season. Um, recently on Munchkin Land we played the Adventure Time Munchkin Land game which I don't actually think that episode has been released into the wild yet but we have played it already, we kind of have a backlog of episodes built up for that show, but we have played it and you know we we actually really enjoyed it, they changed some things up, some mechanics are different, the card art was different, the way that it was laid out uh, looked a little bit differently Um, but you know, we all enjoyed it, not all of us uh watch adventure time but you know it was still a really good time and so when i saw over on think geek the bravest warriors cooperative dice game i thought this would be something uh that could be interesting one i think dice games are pretty fun uh i haven't played very many but i have played uh like zombie dice and cthulhu dice from steve jackson games Uh, i believe we've probably played both of those at munchkin maybe not zombie dice but i only played cthulhu dice in a munchkin minute uh, really fun games, but what I think I like about this is that it's a cooperative game. Which cooperative games I think are really fun. Uh, kind of gives a, a not as competitive vibe. You're not trying to go against each other, which uh, I think builds for more fun uh, for me. I don't. I'm not always about. Hey, I want to win this game. I think if we could all win, that would be awesome. Uh, so this is from Think Geek, The Bravest Warriors. It's all. It's an officially licensed Bravest Warriors game. It's just for 15 and up. Uh, you can play as Beth, Catbug, Chris Daney, Impossible, or Wallow. Um, so it's a cooperative game. So you all really dice at the same time. So you don't have to waiting around. wait for your turn. Uh, which can always get, you know, kind of boring. If you not, don't get to have your turn every once in a while. Uh, custom art and dice for this game. Um, they kind of explain it where you're facing different bosses. For, I guess, monsters or something. That you would see in the Bravest War- Warriors universe. And to defeat... Each monster, you, everyone rolls a die, you have to get the right amount of symbols on your die to match the card for the monster, and you beat it. It seems pretty fun. Uh, I'm sure it's a little bit more complicated than that. The game includes 12 custom dice, 6 oversized character cards, 30 encounter cards, 22 event cards, 54 portal cards, scored, failed, and initiative tokens, plus a bunch of hit point tokens, and of course instructions so you actually know what you're doing. Of course you can always make up your own rules uh, like I think pretty much everyone did with Monopoly when they were young. No one ever read the rules for Monopoly. Who cared? It's a pretty easy game, but I think there's actually some rules that make the game better. But that's not here nor uh, back when I was a child. Uh, this is Bravest Warriors Cooperative Game. i never, I think I've watched maybe a couple episodes of Bravest Warriors aren't they? on like YouTube. Can you watch like little clips of them on YouTube? I'm pretty sure that's the only place I would have seen them. Uh it was pretty funny. Uh totally has the same feel of kind of adventure time, especially same art style, which I actually kind of find it compelling. I think it's interesting the way they do their character design and the things and just the uh, the coloring I think is is uh, quite pleasant. So I think fans of the bravius bravest warriors property would get a kick out of this game, but I wouldn't I would say don't be afraid of it if you don't know Bravest Warriors. If one of your friends maybe likes Bravest Warriors, you know you can get it. Uh, and I think They'll explain jokes, maybe, uh, as you're playing. But I think uh, cooperative dice games are interesting, and this would be worth picking up. It's only twenty four ninety nine from Think from ThinkGeek. Uh, you can get it over there on their website, and I'm sure you can grab it through Amazon or someplace like that. Also, uh, it just happens to be the first place I saw it. So I think it's a nice price for a game that they don't give a, a time limit. It's only 20 to 30 minutes, so a pretty quick game. Um, so you're not a lot of investing in time, you can probably play with maybe some younger players, that's good, keep their attention uh, attention on the game, don't really drag it on so they get bored or uh, uncooperative, which is, would be the opposite of what you want for this cooperative dice game. So whatever, thinkgeek.com, Bravest Warriors, Cooperative dice game, twenty four ninety nine. Go pick it up today. Now let's move on to a little bit of news. This is uh, something that kind of sneaked by me for a little bit, you I know, mean, for a couple of days. It's only about two days later. Uh, but it seems like a pretty big move, and it's, I think it's going to hurt uh, Toymaker Mattel quite a lot. So what has happened is Disney has decided to move their Princess and Frozen Dolls to Hasbro from Mattel. Uh, when this ha- when they made the move, shares uh, went up for Hasbro 5%, and Mattel dropped 1.2%, which is bad because that touched a 52-week low. But also, uh, their quarter two revenue failed 9%, uh, which included a 15% decline in Barbie sales uh, in the second quarter of 2014, which is pretty significant. I- I'd heard mm, it, uh, a little bit of news things about uh, you know that Barbie sales weren't too hot in 2014 which is not good cuz i mean that's really a a big big property for the company and it's kind of known worldwide so uh i don't know why it's down maybe uh uh there's just a, more out there for toy makers are deciding hey you know what um girls don't just want dolls they want other things too and so they're kind of diversifying the lines hasbro uh said their revenues in their girl category uh their girls category grew over a billion dollars last year and it was a uh it grew to over a billion dollars didn't grow a billion dollars. Uh it was only at three hundred million a decade ago. Uh but they said they've uh helped by bringing in new brands and reinvesting and reimagining existing brands such as My Little Pony, which has obviously grown into such a huge hit uh with its new show. And the comic book lines, it's just kind of blown up, so there's no, I mean, obviously it makes sense that they kind of grew having a property like that, but they're, <laughs> they're set to grow even more as they've picked up uh, global rights, except in Japan, which I don't know what that's about, that seems interesting, uh, to market everything based on Frozen as well as other Disney princesses including Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, and The Little Mermaid. So, you know, whole whole lot of characters and stuff that uh, Hasbro has picked up. I'll be interested to see uh, what kind of products they're going to put out based on those properties. I mean, Hasbro also has uh, Uh, Star Wars rights to do all those. I'm pretty sure that's not – I'm pretty sure that's Hasbro. Uh, So big pickup for them. Uh, Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner said, our strategic thought leadership and innovation has led to the steady growth of our girls business over the last several years, demonstrating that we have a true understanding of girls globally and how today's girls want to play. Uh, Disney Consumer Products president Bob Chepik adds that the entertainment company is excited to expand a robust robust partnership that has already yielded tremendous results across our Star Wars and Marvel properties. So there you go. I was right about the Star Wars and Marvel stuff. Um, So that's interesting. That's going to be good. Uh, Who said this is MKM Partners? uh, I think this is Mattel Partners. Eric Handler said in July, while our positive view towards Mattel has in part been based on a low financial bar setting. By the street 2014, maybe now. Question if their bar, I don't know what really that means. That seems really complicated. I don't know. <laughs> that is all in relation to Mattel's quarter uh, revenue falling and their Barbie line falling. So, uh, that none of that sentence made any sense to me, but I think it's like, hey, we set the bar too high for Mattel and now we got to lower it because they didn't do so hot. Uh, so, there you go. I think that's, I mean, that's pretty big. Uh, that's going to be a blow to Mattel having those move. That doesn't actually start 2016. So, uh, Mattel gets to put out all their products they've already designed for 2015. But then it will revert to Hasbro in 2016. um, Which uh, is going to be a big... I mean, 2015-2016 is going to be a big year for Hasbro. as uh, You're looking at uh, new... I mean, obviously, two or three new Marvel movies every year. And then Star Wars comes late it was coming to that date is moved so many times i can't remember when it's coming out anymore i think it might be winter 2015 or it might be spring 2016 now so crazy but uh you know hasbro is going to pay off huge huge uh from new star wars movies coming out almost every year much like marvel and dc and all the other studios are trying to do with their properties so there you go that's a little bit of news uh this week from the toy world let's jump in to our Lego Ideas project of the week, which is uh, something that I'm not really familiar with, but I thought, hey, you know, Major Spoilers it covers comic book news. Uh, we haven't, we don't do much on the manga side. Uh, we don't, we haven't covered that as much as you know, just normal comics coming out from DC and Marvel and Image and those kind of brands. Uh, so when I saw this, I said, hey, let's give some love to a manga property that I know nothing about, but uh, I read, I did a little, I did a little wiki search, just a little bit to find out uh what this is about. So, this is from a project from O D E N I L O H on uh Le- Lego Ideas. This is the initial D 20th anniversary set. Uh so, the initial D is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by oh, going to going to script his name, Suuchi Shinjino. Uh, I don't know if that's right. Uh, the first volume was released in a magazine in the year 1995, uh, and then it actually had a movie film released in 2005. And it, he also says in March 2014, a sequel is being released. So that is a long <laughs> wait between sequels. But uh, you know, this is really interesting. Is uh, so what I've learned about Initial D is as a manga series, it has 48 volumes. It focuses on the world of illegal Japanese street racing, where all the action is concentrated in the mountain passes and rarely in cities and urban areas, and with the drift racing style emphasized in particular. I also realized, uh, while I keep writing, this story is centered on the prefecture of Gunma, more specifically on several mountains in the Kanto region, which blew my freaking mind, because I had no idea that the Kanto region was actually something real, but I just thought it was some made-up land for a Pokemon. Uh, now I have to reassess my life and wonder uh, what the deal is with Pokemon. Are those all real regions? I don't really know. I was really young when I played those games, and I have kind of haven't played them for a while. But uh, I want to. But that is not dealing with the initial D set that we're talking about. So this set comes with an interesting-looking car. And when I think of, like, a drift car... Or, you know, Ill- illegal street racing, I think, of Fast and the Furious kind of looking car. This, uh, you know, sleek uh, squat. Not really squat, but, you know, sleek, uh, low to the road, whipping around turns and stuff. This more looks more uh, like a white taxi cab. Now, I don't know uh, what the car actually looks like in the series. But it looks like, uh, from this initial D set, that it's just like a kind of short squat White car has an interesting looking mini fig, something I've never seen before. Takumi Fujiwara, I believe is his name. Uh, looks really cool. Has an interesting face set, nice hairpiece, uh, just a white t-shirt body with blue jeans, which I don't think I've ever seen those blue jean legs before. They look really cool. They have nice stitching on the pockets. Uh, so There's just some, looks like some sticker pieces on this car. Uh, but it, not just the car, it also comes with this sweet-looking hideout building to park your car next to. It has this interesting-looking design. Uh, reminds me of, like an, uh, from what I've seen in some uh, forms of media from Japan, uh, looks accurate from the architecture. It has this interesting use of, like, the tree palm uh, uh, leaves that we've seen in LEGO sets kind of covering the front and side of the building, which gives it an interesting aesthetic look. also comes with some more stickers to be on the front. Looks like some swinging indoors. I think, it, I think uh, what I really like about this set is uh, just the use of seemingly, like, random pieces to attach to the building to give it more, like, a... Uh, like a real feeling of a house. It's not like the straight up uh, smooth side that you would get if you just built like a normal Lego house. It has like some texture on the outside, which we actually see on buildings. You know, it's not just really a flat, straight up wall. You know, there's like protruding uh, things from like an awning or from uh, just like, you know, windows kind of stick out a little bit from the, from the side of a house. Uh, so I, I love the attention that, uh, especially the vines give. They're kind of protruding off the house a little bit more. I have like some some blinds and some stuff that gives like the building a little bit more texture. Uh, it was really interesting. There was a driveway. It kind of like I have a platform, uh, you could build this on. It has a nice, uh, uh, like one by one gray brick tiles that kind of give it the cement look where you can actually park the car next to the building. It's a really interesting set. Uh, I would be interested to see someone put it in like their modular Lego city and how it would kind of look, uh, juxtaposed against, you know, modern American architecture that we see in a lot of the Lego city sets. So, I think it's an interesting set. I think if you're a fan of Initial D, I'm assuming this would kind of be big for you. Uh, I don't think Legos really ventured in to properties outside of, like, mainstream American properties. So, this would be interesting if it got the support and Lego moved ahead with it. It's already, already has uh, accumulated 2,393 supporters and it's only been going for around a month. Uh, has 336 days left in its project life. Uh, so it's an interesting port. There's actually, there's obviously, I mean, if Initial D has 48 volumes, it's got some support behind it. So if you like that property, and uh, um, by clicking through the link and look at it and say, hey, that would be something I would like to build for myself. It's got an interesting aesthetic look to it. Go over and support Daniil O's. Uh, Lego Ideas project. Click that support button, and I'm sure he will appreciate it on his venture to 10,000 supporters. So that's it. That is the 30th episode of the Want List. It's kind of blowing my mind. I didn't think this show would last so long. It doesn't feel like we've been. Do- I've done 30 episodes. uh It's pretty crazy. I enjoyed doing it. Hope you guys are enjoying it also. Make sure to head over to Majorspoilers.com where you can click all the links for the products and uh, news stories we've covered in this episode and also give your thoughts and ideas on this episode or any of the products we have discussed. Uh, click on the Amazon.com link on major spoilers.com. You can buy anything off your personal want list. It's not gonna cost you any extra, but a little bit we'll come back to uh senior you know, pre-orders are up currently for uh Days of Future Past, DVD Blu-ray that's released in October, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. We talked about that in this episode. You can grab those pre-orders, it's not gonna cost you any extra, but a little bit we'll come back to major spoilers to help keep us producing great content for you week after week after week. Uh, head over to the Major Spoilers YouTube channel you can find uh, Steven doing some unboxings of some side show collectible statues and of course some Lego builds that I think you will find quite enjoyable Uh, so that's it we will see you next week on the want list